Welcome back to another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official hack-slash podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm Greg Elner. I did the uh, timeline on hack-slash. And he's subbing in for my co-host for this microscopic episode of hack-slash. This will be a very short episode as we are covering the one-shot hack-slash entry wound, which came out... Hold on, I... on in 2009, May 2009. May 2009. And it fits right in after the events of the last issue as they are covering a Groundhog Day style slasher, uh, which there is actually a movie about a Groundhog Day style slasher, uh, which is kind of interesting. And I believe this is also the first appearance of Mary Shelley Lovecraft. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to get right to the plot synopsis for us. The art on this issue is by Mike Norton, Sophie Campbell, and Chris Burnham. Story and art uh, by Tim Seeley. So those guys did the uh, those those two uh, men and women did the additional art. Uh, letters by Crank, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, edits by Sam Wells, and pinups by a whole bunch of people like Riley Rosamo, Richard Moore, Tim Seeley, and Rachel Rosenberg. And there's two covers if you flip it around. One by Tim, the other by Tim. One with Cassie's legs, one with Cassie and Vlad. We begin the story with Mary Shell Love Mary Mary Shelley Lovecraft fighting off the heroes of the Devil's Due Press universe, which we will get into a few of them in this issue, but more on them in later episodes of this podcast. Cassie and Vlad are driving to their next slasher as they're listening to what sounds like an NPR style radio show talking about Cassie Hack. They're going to the grave of Peter LaPage, who happens to be the uh, Paxitani Groundhog Day killer. Kind of new and interesting. Uh, all the while, they have to deal with, nearby at a Tupperware party, a couple, uh, a, a younger man and an older woman, are about to get it on when the Paxitani killer happens to resurrect just in time. Cassie and Vlad show up. Vlad scares everyone away. Meanwhile, Mary Shelley Lovecraft is still fighting off the other... Uh, the sorry is fighting off the heroes of the Devil's Due Press universe and killing her happens to put a stop to the slasher in the story. Cassie and Vlad take care of the body and we go back to a narration as Cassie and Vlad continue driving toward their next de- destination as our story concludes. There are a few elements that they bring up in this one. One is the narrator on the uh, NPR style show, Alan Knight. He's going to come up a few times in the series. He actually has basically an entire arc to himself toward the end of the Devil's Due Run. The heroes that we see Mary Shelley Lovecraft fight are uh, the Halloween Man, the um, the Living Corpse, the Gripper, Mercy Sparks, what looks like Cassie Hacks standing on top of a, a letter of some kind, and a bunch Lord. of characters that I'm not familiar with. And even some that are public domain, like her name. Yeah, I don't know who almost any of these characters are, the exception of the ones that cross over with Cassie. Well, um, I mean the one who's uh, the goblin. Okay, gotcha. 
Uh, also, some guy looks like Trigon climbing up just below Mary Shelley. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, if you know Trigon from Teen Titans lore, that's who he looks like. This NPR-style radio show, I absolutely love because uh, when I leave Radio Horror on Sunday nights, it's the only time I get a chance to listen to NPR. And sometimes they have weird guests on. UFO conspiracies, government conspiracies, mold, stories about you know the mole men living below the earth. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yep. And one that they have on the, in the comic, one of the ones that they recurrently have, is her. And people think that she's not real. Sergeant Kramer Jr., Memorial Day Rudolph, New Year's Eva, and the Lazarus Killer. Do any of these ring a bell to you for actual horror movie characters? Not off the top of my head, but they do mention the Leprechaun later on, which, which is, there's a Leprechaun. Right, uh, Warwick Davis's uh, character, which I'm always curious if uh, Tim ever tried to get the license to do that as a crossover, maybe? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Right. But it seems like most of these are uh, just uh, new characters. I think even Sergeant Kramer, I think they had dealt with him, the, the original one before, which is why this is Junior. I was looking up Jesus Christ Serial Killer movie, and there doesn't seem to be one. Uh, but there is Jesus Christ Serial Rapist. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't that be more of the, the Holy Spirit? A lot of people say that the, 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 the Holy Spirit, Mary didn't consent to that. Yeah. But, yeah, it seems like the, they do have this, one of the things they are emphasizing in this one is the seasonal slashers. Like, why these people... You have these ones like uh, Billy from uh, Black Christmas, who doesn't technically count. He's not technically a slasher, close enough. Uh, you've got the most famous, most likely, would be Jason Voorhees, who comes every Friday the 13th. And basically, it's the series take on that. Now, I looked up Puxatawney, uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, my co-host uh, for the Dead TV podcast, Mrs. Zeneca, actually lives in Pennsylvania, and she is a graveyard hopper. But there is no Puxatawney Cemetery, as it says here, established in 18... 18- Jesus Christ. The print is so tiny, I've got to, like, pinch the page to try and read it. I can barely read it. But yeah. there is Calvary Cemetery... Circle Hill Cemetery, and North Findlay Street Veterans Cemetery, and that is it. Those are the only three cemeteries in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, where Cassie and Vlad are. Yeah, so this is an artistic license cemetery. Correct. Uh, which, but I found out you can actually do what you want with cemeteries. They're not, they're not under any type of copyright restrictions, but uh, maybe Tim wasn't aware of that at the time. Maybe he just decided to avoid any type of legal entanglements, or maybe he just didn't think about it. Like it might have been the second one. Because that happens a lot. I mean, oh, that's 90% of, pe- of places in D.C. Uh, the guy that they're digging up, I did look him up. There have been several obituaries for this uh, person in real life. I don't think they're serial killers, but they're all over the country. Birth date and death date? Uh, let's, let's look up the first one. This one was in North Hartford. He was 70 years old when he passed away. Uh, died March 16, 2020. Yeah, this, uh, it's uh, between 1932 and 1974. Right. Much younger. Much younger. I love how the moms of the neighborhood are having some type of Tupperware party, and the uh, the son of the uh, of what appears to be the pregnant mother uh, goes out to the porch to begin uh, orally pleasuring one of the moms. Yeah. <laughs> we- 
course, draws in our uh, killer. Right. They always deal with. I'm just going to assume that he's over the age of 18. <laughs> I, I would assume that too, but it's more the uh, uh, cheating on the husband part. Right, right, which is just as equally bad. Just want to point yeah, that out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do love Vlad's entrance to scare everyone away while Cassie is dealing just, with him. The way that he does it, it's like, he's not even trying to be scary. <laughs> he just, his, his presence is scary enough. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, look, I am the scary person. You can leave now. <laughs> if in today's society, or sorry, if, if in today's uh, movie-making marketplace, whenever that machine starts again, if we don't have Michael Clark Duncan, I would suggest cast whoever they need for the body of Vlad. Don't CGI him, but get Tony Todd to do the voice. That would really work. Yeah, I mean, especially, uh, and don't have Tony do a voice. Don't have Tony do his Zoom voice or Candyman voice. Just have Tony talk. Ta- yeah. Tony's voice enough is gravelly enough that that's how Vlad should sound. But yes, yeah. it is the funniest thing. Run, the scary killer man. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scary killer man is here and he is me. <laughs> it's like, you don't have to say the second part, Vlad. We got it. <laughs> the candle in the eye socket of our undead killer is unique. I don't know a lot of killers who do that. <laughs> yeah. He's accessorizing. Closest I could see to that is the candy man. Who is the guy with the image logo on his face? Is that Image Man? I am not sure. Okay, because he's the one who kills Mary Shelley uh, until... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, from the looks of the names and all of that, there is someone called The Answer. What's what's sad, though, is that on ComicVine.com... Uh, where are you? Um, oh, okay. Most issue appearances. Okay, so ComicVine.com will list, like, all the characters in an issue that appear sometimes. The problem is they don't for this one. They list, uh, you know, Dover Demon, Mercy Sparks, Mary Shelley, the Candlemass Murderer, and Sergeant Ryan Kramer. But they only list them as a single appearance, and it's like, no, that Mary Mercy Sparks had an entire series to herself. So I don't know who wrote this comic Vine uh, uh, entry. Um, a bit, uh, a separate one for her, and they forgot to connect it. Right. So I, I was hoping they would list all of the characters that are attacking Mary. Um, who, if you read the last issue of Hackslash that has been published uh, in December, the 15th anniversary, Mary Shelley makes her return in that. Yeah, and she also, she's made two returns since this one. One of them was in a one-shot issue. The other one is also a one-shot issue. It's the anniversary. And then she has been mentioned other times. And... But- I appreciate whoever is emailing the show. I'm not going to give out your name, but you need to listen to every episode because you've asked me twice. Why don't you ever have Tim Seeley on the show? <sighs> Are you only listening to the episodes from 2020? Because we've had Tim on twice. <laughs> no offense. I'm just saying you've asked yeah, that question I'm... twice. And I'm like, what episodes are you? Hey, if the episodes aren't online for some reason, there's some glitch in the error. Let me know because I'll fix it. But, yeah, go go back to the 15th anniversary episode, at least the second episode of this podcast, Tim came on the show. So it ends with them taking out the serial killer, then we have our narration in the bubbles as Cat, uh, Vlad puts Cassie to, bl- to bed, and then we switch over to the letters page uh, with a uh, thing from Tim about, is this your first issue of Hack Slash? And he goes into some explanation about Hack Slash and has some photos at the bottom of the page of some cosplayers. Bagata Larcos as Cassie, Jazz, uh, Jay as Vlad, but then we have another model who does not look like Begeta. Uh It says photo by Edward Sant 
Piso, but no uh, mention of who the model is. Photo is good, but yeah, we don't have the name. No, uh, she definitely has the uh, the Cassie cut. Uh, my co-host for Boobs, Blood, and Badasses, the Hammer Horror Podcast, uh, does has some great photos of her as Cassie. Uh, and she's going to do some more, she said, um, for when she starts working for Suicide Girls, which she is, uh, we did the whole episode of the Suicide Girl annual she was the co-host for, and we talk about Suicide Girls as well as her cam modeling career and her future coming up as a Suicide Girl. Oh, uh, one other thing that is in the issue after the letters page, they show that uh, Mary Shelley Lovecraft actually ended up in Love Bunny and Mr. Hell. Yes, she's a trans-dimensional demon. <laughs> yes, it's from later, but it it explains what happened to her from there, and that's actually where she's going to have been last time we're going to see. Next time we're going to see her. Boneyard by Richard Moore from NBM Publishing. Who is Boneyard? Is that the girl with the blue hair leaning into Cassie? It seems like it might be. It might also just be the name of series. It's hard to tell if it's the name of the character or the name of series sometimes. Right, and then we have the Gripper, who was one of the characters fighting Mary Shelley, pouncing on yeah. Vlad. I, and he's got the, the most bloody Vitruvian man ever. Right, but here's the question, though. Uh, did the, Was there a Gripper hack-slash crossover I missed? I don't think so. Oh, okay. We may as well... It, it might have been the one of, it's one of those art... One of those covers. The Proof one uh, pinup has Vlad with the beard and hair... Okay. Not, that's supposed to be an actual beard. It looks like he might be wearing a, a, a disguise. Oh, okay. Do you think he can't grow facial or uh, any type of hair because of his body chemistry? I think that might be the case, considering, not without spoilers, the rest of his family doesn't seem to be able to grow hair. Correct. Um, I do love the evolution thing. Uh, Vlad's fully clothed, but Cassie's in her underwear. <laughs> yeah, that's well, I mean, it's fully closed as far as we know. He's <laughs> usually, I, I don't think there is a image of Vlad in anything less than at least pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just what, from the way it's uh, angled, we really can't actually tell. But uh, any excuse to draw a Cassie in her underwear. Yeah, it's uh, the only other, like, cover that I've seen that looks like that was the one that they used on Murder Messiah. Do you think if they ever got around to finally getting their act together, and this is they as in the Hollywood they, TV, t- TV or movies, and they did hack slash live action, would they tone down Cassie's wardrobe to be more uh, PC, or would they keep constantly having her in and out of, like, skippy outfits, bra and panties? They, they, they might do the, the same thing that they did with the uh, um, remakes of the Resident Evil games, uh-huh. where they hate the look. But I think that the gore will stay the same and the language will stay the same, but maybe not the outfit. I've talked to some people and they say that I would not watch that because it's, you know, it's it's not showing the character like she is in the comic just for the sake of, like, trying to be overly PC. And I said, as long as they make the character like the way she's supposed to be, I don't care how she looks. I mean, she needs to be yeah, a goth chick. Yeah. Don't make her a blonde, but make her yeah. just... All- all the things about her, she happens to wear that look, but it's not a part of the character. Right. Yeah. Like, basically, there are times when it doesn't really work, but in this case, it's fine. On the other hand, if you changed Vlad's outfit, that would be a bit of a difference. 
Right. Vlad needs his coat and the mask. Right. He needs his mask. Whether or not he has, you know, what what his skin color is is irrelevant because it changes depending on the artist. It's it's yeah. green, it's brown, it's gray, it's it's whatever. Yeah, he needs to be big and hulky. Usually supposed to be green, but yeah, it's it's been all different colors. I don't think that the outfit is a problem. I do think that the format wise, I think it works best as a TV series though, because of the the um, villain in arc style. Should Vlad be played by a person of color? I think it's possible. Yeah. Should Cassie be played by a person of color? That's a little bit less clear because. I mean, both of them seem to be Caucasian Americans. Uh-huh. Um, hiring a bisexual actress in today's market where they want representation to be coinciding with the character would make sense, right? Seems like you should have that, yeah. Okay. reason I mention that for anyone listening is because of the whole thing with Batwoman. A lot of people were not happy about Ruby Rose being cast as Batwoman because she's not a full lesbian. Make of that what you will and discuss it amongst yourselves, but uh, I didn't have the biggest problem with her casting. I just didn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I am waving that Batwoman flag left and right, people, and you can go wa- watch my interview with her creator, or, well, her best, I'm sorry, not her creator, but her best, no, it is her creator, her uh, creator on my Radio Horror YouTube channel. Um, but, uh, yeah, not the biggest fan of Ruby Rose, but I wasn't screaming to the hilltops like some people were online. Just I was like, eh, okay, I only know her from the Meg, so what do I know? <laughs> Which itself would make a good slasher movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the notes I have here for this all-new yeah. story, new free regular friendly. Yeah, it seems like it was made to be a jumping-in point. Correct. One of the best comic books of 2008, according to comicbookresources.com and all the other places that we listed in the last episode. This also had a price of $2.50, which was a dollar less than the average price of a comic book at the time, I think from Devil's nah, from Devil's Due Press, which was three fifty, but it was uh, yeah. fourteen page fifteen. It was fourteen pages of story art, uh, not counting the extra stuff they threw in the back. Yeah, and it, it wasn't also very complicated. It seems like it was just this is what we are here. Follow us from here on. Right, and very good jumping on point too. Yeah, and yeah, in terms of uh, get if you want to see more stuff from me, it's. Gregory Elner, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-E-L-L-N-E-R on Twitter. In terms of my work at Multiversity Comics, where I've also had a running uh, column whenever a new issue comes out, uh, you go to multiversitycomics.com slash author slash G-E-L-L-N-E-R. And if you'd like to find previous episodes of this podcast, go to RadioHorror.com. And you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at GothGirlHorror yes, Goth Horror on Twitter. If you want to send us an email, ThatRadioHorror at gmail.com. You can send us any comments, questions you have, any information about Cassie Hack that may have missed in the podcast. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a special artist guest star who's actually who's worked on Hackslash on the show with us for a single issue and then there will be a hiatus of the podcast for a couple months thank you everyone for tuning in to Goth Girl Horror the official Hack Slash podcast here on the Radio Horror Network Afternoon everybody Ryan How's that baby treating you Mr. Daly? Like Thanos snapping his fingers at my bank account In that case how about a beer on the house? Sure, got to give my mouth something to do between podcasts.
Say, Ryan, I don't get how you have so much time for podcasting. Doesn't your wife want you spending time with the baby? Would you? <laughs> Truth is, I think she's a little worried about how much time I'm spending with the kid, ever since his first words were Dagobah system. <laughs> now she wants me to go out and do something mature, something productive, and most of all, something lucrative that can support the family. So you're going to... Podcast about cheers, yeah. That kid's not going to start college for 18 years. I got time. <laughs> Cheerscast, the podcast where everybody knows your name. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Network. Murder!